Hey friends, you're listening to the Hope Blooms podcast where Haley Hope and her friends tell stories of faith, hope, and healing. If you're looking for a podcast that will inspire, uplift, and encourage, then this is it. Let's do this journey together and share hope along the way. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hope Blooms podcast. This is episode seven and we've got a good one in store for you today. My conversation with Abby Wilson is one you're not going to want to miss. So she was my rival in high school, but soon became my friend um, in college. So listen in, you're not going to be disappointed. Yay. Hi, Abby. We're so glad you're here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I just want to say that you are the most shared of the Hope Blooms podcast. You share more than any of my friends do. <laughs> so I appreciate it. And um, yeah, I I told them but that you were a student teacher in my classroom, but I played softball against you in high school, so that was fun. It was um, fun. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun when Auburn beat Radford. But anyway. Um, struck me out, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But before we dive into it, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you love, and what hope means to you? Yeah, so a little bit about me. I am a softball player at Radford. Um, This is, I'm going in my fifth year there. I got granted the extra year because of COVID, so it worked out really Yeah, Um, so I'm a catcher. Um, I'm studying special education. I also got to work with Haley this past spring um, in her classroom a little bit, and it was really cool. I got to see her encouraging her students, and I learned so, so much from her. Um, So that was just a great experience and really just a great experience um, at that school and with all the teachers also. Um, But, yeah, so that's me at Radford. I also have seven siblings. Um, <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Yes, really big family, um, including a twin. I have I have a twin sister, and then my younger siblings are twins. Um, so who knows? Maybe I'll get the twin gene and have twins. I don't know if I want that or not. I think it'd be cool. We'll see. But um, so yeah, my twin sister is super cool. She also goes to Radford. She's um, studying abroad this semester. She's going to France. Wow. So that's super cool. Um, it's gonna be really hard. I've never been like away from her for more than I bet. Like, I don't even think I'm obviously I've never been this far away from her. But for like over three months, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. But I'm super excited for her to have the opportunity. Um, but then I also have three younger si- sisters that are also softballers. So softball family for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, other than that, I love spending time with my family and with my friends, um, watching my sisters play. I got to do that a lot this summer, um, spending time outside, and also love Jesus, so that's a plus. There you go. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Do I, I don't know that I knew you had a twin sister. Really? Yes. Yes, oh. I have a twin sister. She is so cool. We are like 
complete opposites. Like, <laughs> of course, of we course. We look like sisters, but we don't look like twins. Hope and Faith, my youngest siblings, like they look like twins. They're identical. For sure. Um, yes, but my twin sister, we're very different. She is very musically talented. She can sing. She's artistic. Um, and I'm just, I'm just really none of those things. <laughs> We like kind of even each other out, I guess. Um, but yeah. So do you guys live together in college? Yeah, we live together. Yeah. So it is going to be, it is going to be rough. Definitely never- hard. Wow. Yeah. We've never not lived together. So. Well, wow. There you go. Started college. We just got separate rooms, like all throughout high school, like my whole life, we've always shared a room. And I was like a little bit distraught when we didn't share a room and now <laughs> but did you go crawl in the bed with her on the first night I would have yes and every time I had nightmares she was she was always so welcoming and I'm just not gonna have that anymore but it's okay (laughs) we're adulting adulting yes totally well what does hope mean to you one of your sister's name is hope right yeah Yeah. so um I kind of want to get into it a little bit more later with some um, stories I've got to yeah. share about like recent things. Um, but really I just say like Jesus, like we live in a world that like my only answer is Jesus um, for hope, but for sure. we live in a world that's just so hungry and um, for hope and for love and to be heard and seen. And the only answer is Jesus. Like I think about, you know, people that don't have Jesus in their lives and I'm like, like, I wouldn't even be able to function. Like, I, you just wouldn't ever know the full potential of what hope truly is until you're a true follower of Christ. Um, right. So. Amen. Preach that. That's good. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about your journey with Jesus. Like, how long have you known Jesus or when? Just talk to us a little bit. Yeah. So I actually grew up. Um, in a home. We went to church all the time. Um, I was raised, you know, in a Christian home with all my siblings. You know, anytime that the church doors were open, we were there Sunday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, everything. Um, And we were just really involved. I was also saved at a really young age, baptized at a really young age. Um, And then kind of growing up, uh, getting to high school, I got really involved with sports. I got involved with softball and volleyball and basketball. And I even did indoor track one year. I'm not fast, so that didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) But I tried it. Um, I don't don't really know what to share about that. But, yeah, so I got really um, (laughs) – I got involved in sports. I tried all the things. Some of them weren't for me, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, sports, sports really became a lifestyle. And I felt like, um, once I got into high school and sports were really amping up, I kind of fell out of, um, that walk and I kind of stopped going to church. I wasn't as involved as much. Um, and I never really had a deep, intimate relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, I believed in God, um, but my faith wasn't really ever my own, um, And then my later years in high school, you know, when recruiting processes started up um, with with softball, I was traveling all the time, you know, trying to be seen by coaches, um, trying to be seen by other teams. Um, 
I was going to Richmond every weekend for this new team that I played for, which I absolutely loved every minute of that. But, um, you know, going on college visits, all those things just kept me super busy on top of, you know, other high school pressures and trying to feel seen and loved by my peers and trying to be with my family and hang out with my friends. Um, but my junior year, I finally committed to Radford. Um, it was a place that I like really didn't see myself going at first. I was like, yeah, I kind of want to go away from home. Um, not that I wanted to be away from home, but I kind of just wanted right. new experiences of, uh, being in college and being on my own. But I quickly realized, um, once I got there, had my visit and they offered me that that was where I was supposed to be. Um, so getting to college, I kind of followed like a lot of the same patterns. Um, I didn't go to church. I didn't really have a relationship. Um, I really just looked for wanting to be seen and loved by my teammates um, and my right. coaches, wanting to stand out in the field as a freshman. And, you know, that's that's hard at a Division One level. Um, but I worked and worked and worked for it. Um, and spring came around, and we got through a few preseason games, and then COVID hit. And that humbled me right. Right. Real quick. Um, and I was crushed, you know, all this work, like your whole life, basically working for college to play in college. Um, and then it was taken away like that. Um, and I didn't know how long it would be before I could step on the field again, if I was on the field again. Um, and I didn't really. I didn't know who I was without my sport. Um, and I still felt very unseen. But fast forward a little bit, um, coming back in the fall, we came back, got to go back to school. I was super excited. Um, I got involved with Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Radford. Um, and Leanne is over that at Radford, and she's just so awesome. She has been a huge part in my growth um, and journey with Christ, along with my my parents um, and family. Um, but it was just really awesome. I don't guess I had ever experienced um, being around athletes who had that same passion and drive towards sports, but also an even further passion and drive for the Lord. Um, so just going from, you know, college sports of – constantly just having to look a certain way, having right. to never be weak, always be on your top performance and all those things. And then being around those people who just fed me God's truth and, you know, combated those things. And, you know, when I was like, oh, I have to look a certain way, you know, it came back with what God says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. and right happen to never be weak and always perform, he comes back and he says his power is made perfect in our weakness. Um, so just being around those people and also the opportunity opportunities it provided me um, to step out in my faith and make that become my own um, had really grown me and really is what got me started with my walk with the Lord. I've obviously got lots and lots of ways to go, but... Uh, <laughs> Don't yell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but since then, I have definitely um, grown in my faith and my boldness um, and stepping out. If you would have asked me freshman year if I would have been sitting here talking to you, <laughs> I'm like, oh, heck no. But no, I'm, I'm super excited. And yeah, so that's just a little bit about my walk with the Lord.
Wow. So for those of you who don't know Abby, which hopefully is plenty of you, um, Bradford is very close to home for her and for me. Um, we actually played against each other in high school. And um, I, I had the same feeling when I went to Radford. I was like, we went, my mom and I went there as a joke, like on tour as a joke. Like, we're going <laughs> to act like we're not from here and see what people say. And then we both looked at each other. We were like, oh, I love it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, totally, totally. Gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, thinking about being the society and the culture that we live in for sports Mm -hmm. is, can be so, I want to say toxic because truly that that's where it is. And it's, it's totally a different level from high school to college sports, but also between divisions, division one, I mean, it's your job. It mm-hmm. they they I don't want to say this, but they own you, you know? Mm-hmm. And um you have to perform and it's not like I mean, for people who don't understand, your season consists of how many games? Gosh, I don't know. A 40, lot. Yeah, 40, 50 games. 50 games. Football players, how many weeks they play? 15, you know, 15 games versus 50. It's mm-hmm. It's like a pressure that's not understood. Um, and yeah, I totally understand. And so I want you to talk a little bit about like when COVID hit and that was ripped out from under you. Like what, what did you think about Jesus? Like, oh my gosh, the thing that I've been working for my whole entire life, which you alluded to. But how could you, you know, like, what did, what did you, what did you say to him? Like, what, what did, or if you talked to him at all, you know? Right. Yeah. No, there were definitely those questions of like, why is this happening? Like, you know, this was supposed to be it. Like, like I said, like, this is what I've worked for and worked for and worked for. And there were lots of questions and crying and angry and not under but throughout the summer and then once I got back you know you don't always see the big picture um so being able to look back on it and be like oh like that's why yeah sure it's good what do you wish you could have told your teenage self in high school oh my um I think really the big thing in high school I wish I could go back and tell myself is to just be myself. Um, I feel like I was constantly worried about how I was seen by others Mm -hmm. um, and constantly changing things about myself to fit my culture Um, where I wish I would have just been myself and been bold in my faith and not worried so much about what other people think about me. Because that was totally me. I was just a little worrier trying to make everyone like me. And it got me nowhere. And it took me a really long time to learn that it's okay if people don't like you. You can, you can go out of your way to make people feel loved and seen and do it because you love them. But not to make them like you. Right. That's so hard. Yeah, it is hard. <laughs> 
I struggle with that now still. I think people would be lying if they said they didn't. Yes. <laughs> I think there's always in the back of our mind, oh, I just wish this person would accept me or what did I do to them? You know, and it, it could, it is totally on them in their own selves, something going on. But as a teenager, you can't understand that. I mean, like who knows what happened at home last night and that's why they gave you the look, <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, so talking about your sisters, you're the, are you and your twin the oldest? No. So we're actually in the middle. Who's um, older? Who's like, so, what, how's it go? So I have, my oldest sister is 30. She's married. She actually lives in Radford. She went to tech um, and got her degree in English. And she works for a company now and does editing and different kinds of stuff with that. Um, my brother is 26 or 27. I think he's 27. There's lots of us. It's hard to keep up with the ages. We're <laughs> of course, yes. One year really matter, I don't know, but he's, I think he's 27, um, but him and his wife live in North Carolina. He's in the army. Um, they're actually expecting their baby, their first baby this Yay! week. Oh my gosh. So well, maybe I'm, by the time this comes out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I know. But yeah, we're all <laughs> super excited about it. Um, so yeah. Um, and then there's my older sister, Emma. She's 24. And then me and Anna. And then Grace just graduated from high school. She's my phone just fell. Um, she is also a softballer, so she just graduated, um, won a state championship in softball, and she's actually coming to Radford this semester too. Um, but she's she's finished with softball. She had two rotator cuff surgeries. She tore her rotator cuff twice. Wow. Um, and then Hope and Faith who one is a pitcher and one is a catcher and they're 14 and they just started high school. And that makes me feel so old. I saw and your they, mom's Facebook post. Very cute. They looked very cute. Oh, and they look old and it's really not okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I know it. Oh gosh. Okay. So, wow. Did your older siblings play sports and have aspirations to play in college like you did? My brother played football, um, and he actually he went to West Point, and he is, like, a smaller guy. Like, he's not, like, super tall and, like, big, but he played sprint football. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It's, it's football, but for, like, smaller guys. So he played there. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> he played there at West Point for two years, and then he finished playing. Um, but, yeah, then my, my other sister, Emma, she played volleyball and tennis in high school. And she and my twin actually also won a state championship in, in high school in tennis. So, but, yeah, it's me and then the younger three who are the big softballers who had dreams of playing in college. So Right, right. That's so awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Um, whew. What has God taught you about himself since you've been playing college softball? I mean, what did you learn about him? Yeah, so I think just it really took me a while to learn. But I feel like all of the people I've been able to, like, come in contact with, whether it's my teammates, whether it's coaches, opponents – 
um, just the younger generation of softball players, um, just what an influence that you have on that stage. Mm. Um, and that people are always watching. Um, That's scary, right? It is scary. It is scary. Um, but it's also just a great opportunity, you know, to, to be that person that, you know, someone looks up to or, um, or that kind of thing. But I feel like that. And then what I was talking about earlier about just kind of that transition of mindset of being so sports oriented and right. feeling like you have to be perfect all the time and everything, because almost like you do have to be perfect in everything if you want to play you have to you know we were talking a little bit earlier you have to get a good you have to do good on the um fitness test you have to <laughs> yes I'm looking forward to next week but that's okay um you have to do good lifting you have to always perform on the field you have to be a good teammate you have to be a good player you just always have to be um on your A game and right. and like never be weak, but you know, when all those things aren't going your way, who you are aside from that. And that's, that's taken me a long time to long time to figure out. Um, but I feel like each year he's kind of revealed a little bit more of that to me. So that's awesome. So gosh. Yeah. I mean, that is a, lot, a big topic in the sports world is like mental health and sports. And um, I, I know that that has been talked about. I've seen stuff about are you talking about it and people talking about it just like mental health day. And, you know, unfortunately, um, well, honestly, when you watch the College World Series and you watch these absolute top athletes and they are on ESPN talking about breaking the stigma of what you have to look like to play softball, to be a pitcher, to be a catcher and, um, Mm -hmm. and how it's impacted them and their mental health journey. And I mean, how, how is that important to you? Like, uh, for people to understand. And I know as a high school coach, that my girls are so worried about their body image and there is so much uncomfortability with food and eating too much, not eating enough, um, not being fueled and ready to play and, um, nutrition and like, what, what have you learned in college? Like about, mental health and because you're literally like every day we got to go it's time to go hustle practice lift school practice or whatever you know like and be on your top performing otherwise you get knocked down in the lineup or you don't play the next week or whatever like how how does Jesus coincide with that okay um I was just saying I think coming from high school and growing up um, and transitioning to college was a, was a big, big difference um, in a lot of different ways and, and body image and how I viewed myself um, and how I viewed myself in my sport, um, all those things. 
But when I got to college, I realized, you know, I, I feel like everybody, especially in high school and even in college, really struggled with, you know, what am I putting in my body? Like, should I not eat this? Should I eat this? Okay, they're giving us pizza for the bus ride home. Should I eat this pizza? Is it really going to help right. me or not? But at the end of the day, just being able to move forward from that and um, – know that you don't have to be that perfect you don't have to have the perfect body type and and really no one does have that perfect body type and and having that stigma of having to feel like you look a certain way um and eat a certain thing or work out a certain amount of time um you know on the field off the field what you're putting in your body um it's been hard but I feel like without Jesus, it would be a lot harder because, totally. you know, like I was talking about earlier, there's just so many things like when you dive into scripture, so many things that combat all those things that we think are truths, but then we open up God's word and we read those truths and we can fight those lies that we put in our heads and that, that the world puts in our heads right. with his, and that's where true growth comes from. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Let's transition a little bit. Let's talk about school. Um, Why did you go to school to be a special education teacher? Yeah. So I actually originally started out, I was going to do elementary and then get my master's in special education and I switched it up. But um, the main reason for switching to just special education, um, there are just so many people in my life. Um, my cousin being one, um, who she is just, I mean, the absolute best person I know. We are so close. Like we call each other and talk to each other all day. She is just so fun and such an instigator. She's, (laughs) she is an instigator. Let me tell you what. Um, but she's a few years older than me, but she has multiple disabilities. Um, and she had a really hard time with school, um, growing up. And so I really just got into it wanting to be a change. Um, you know, my family doesn't really have a history of teaching, uh, but that's really what inspired me to get started. Um, and then once I got into the schools and met some of those students and was with some of those teachers that were just amazing, um, it only grew my passion for teaching even more. Um, so I'm really, really excited to, to finish up school and, and be out there in it. And it is hard, but I'm excited for it. That's so awesome. I love it. Well, you're made for it, for sure. Um, gosh, I hope you get we get to teach together again. That would be so fun. Yeah. Um, yay. But, Convert to a bobcat. Yeah, buddy. That would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, before we end, is there anything you want to talk about that we didn't get to talk about yet? Um, I think earlier, so mentioning about like hope, I didn't share fully about that. Um, and I kind of just wanted to expe- or share, I guess, my experience and how God's working, um, in my life now, um, and just how I've been able to like truly experience hope in Jesus and, and just knowing that 
he is always going to come through and he's always going to be that light in the darkness, um, no matter the circumstances. But so in sharing that, uh, this past fall, or I guess last fall, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and so, you know, cancer, it's a really, it's a scary word. Um, so getting, getting that news was really hard for my family. Um, you know, we're, we're a pretty close family in general, but, um, it was hard. Um, so from there, you know, he got diagnosed. Um, and then we were looking at, you know, different options. How severe was it? Was it something that he could just go about, you know, and he would be fine. Um, but we figured out that it was pretty, pretty severe and aggressive. Um, um, but thankfully he was able to, we were able to look at different surgery options. Um, and we actually, right before Christmas, he figured out that he was able to get into the Mayo Clinic, um, in Minnesota. So him and my mom, right before Christmas flew out to Minnesota. Um, he had the surgery and it was really, it was really successful. Like awesome. he was they flew there they flew down on um like monday he had like a consultation on tuesday his surgery was on wednesday and he was able to get out and leave on thursday to be able to get home actually a crazy story like they like beat a blizzard they were one of the last flights that could get out before the blizzard to get home in time for christmas um but since then, we were very hopeful um, that that got it all, but we found out the beginning of the year that it didn't. So finding um, next steps with um, uh, just what next steps looked like uh, financially, you know, having to pay for those things, having to pay yeah. for the medicine, um, and if our insurance would cover it, and for a long time we were thinking that I wasn't going to cover it. And so we were like, where are we going to come up with this money? Um, and so after, um, different consultations with different doctors, we were able to, um, figure out that he needed to do hormone therapy for two years and also radiation. So he just finished his radiation a few weeks ago and he'll continue on hormone therapy, But really just through that, um, figuring out like finances and figuring out what was best options. You know, my mom and my dad, I felt like every day they were just, they were searching and searching for what, where the best treatment was, if they needed to go back to the Mayo Clinic because it had such a good reputation. Um, But we were able to find something local um, and our insurance ended up covering the majority of it. Um, and we actually found out, uh, a few weeks ago, his, um, levels were down to zero. So that means it's, that was really good news. Awesome. Um, But in that we'll have to continue to, um, keep an eye on and hopefully his levels don't go back up. Um, and so just figuring out, um, for the future on that, but just really seeing, you know, through that, when he got the diagnosis in the fall, it was, you know, like I said, it was hard, but it was, it was hard to see that big picture. And I felt like every month there was just this little thing that God threw at us that was like, Hey guys, like 
I got this. That's so awesome. I've I've got it handled. And looking back on it now, being able to see just how much our family has grown closer together and closer together in Christ has just been really cool. And, you know, I don't want to say necessarily worth it and worth all the... Sure, of course, of course. Circumstances, I mean, they're still they're still hard, but being able to see just the growth and the things that he's brought out of, you know, such hard and difficult times um, has just really been how he's been working and, and providing hope for us um, and being so faithful um, this last year. So, yeah, so that's just a little bit about how he's been working um, in that way in my life currently. So. That's amazing. I think that answers our last question. Where have you seen hope around you in your life today? That is totally amazing and awesome. Um, oh, gosh. We're so glad you were here with us. <laughs> I was so glad to be here. I was so excited when you asked me. Um, so you guys will have to follow along on her last season as mm-hmm. a softballer and then, um, you know, being a missionary in public school. It's, it is a calling and you've got it, girl. Thank you. (laughs) So, all right, guys. Well, we will talk to you soon. Breathe deep, breathe out, and find hope around you today. Thanks for listening to the Hope Blooms podcast. We hope you felt loved and left with a little bit of hope today. Don't forget to subscribe and review this podcast on the platform that you listen to. And please share and tag us so we can reach others um, as we share the hope of heaven. Have a great day, guys, and we'll talk soon.